Hello and welcome to another a podcast, another episode of Monday Montage. I am Daniel Baldwin, or Danny Ball Sub, or whatever you want to call me, of the Anol Podcast. And today we're going to be discussing some, like, actually a lot of things. First off, we have Doom Patrol, like we do every uh, episode, every Monday Montage episode. Uh, I decided that I'm going to talk about Endgame today. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, uh, you can you can listen to most of this recording, but uh, I will give you a fair warning before the actual thing happens. Uh, but I figured I may as well talk about it uh, in the podcast since I don't really want to do a video for it since I'm doing a whole Cartoon Mayhem thing uh, currently, so uh, it doesn't really work. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about a new show that I started watching on Netflix called Cupcake and Dino. Uh, and just all kinds of things, so stay tuned, uh, and we're just going to get right into it. And, uh, of course, don't forget to, you know, like, share, subscribe, you know, do all those wonderful things. Uh, and that's it. We're going to jump right into Doom Patrol. Oh, my God. Okay. So, the week before, you know, Friday, the episode, it, 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 was, it was a good episode. It was a great episode. They did a lot. I uh, didn't really feel like there was a lot to talk about for that. Uh, but now, the most previous episode, Cyborg Patrol... Oh my god, there is so much to talk about. It is insane. This is going to be... This This episode was one of the best so far. Um, we got... Honestly, it's... Oh my god. Just like, for real. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of nerding out. But Cyborg is just done so well in this show. Uh, and this episode uh, just put him over the top. He's almost he's almost my favorite character now. If not my favorite character at this point. Uh, although I do like Mr. Nobody and... and um, robot man but man the characters all the characters are so good except rita but we'll get into that later anyway so this episode picks up where the last episode picked up at and where um a lot, a lot of different stuff happened and cyborg was kidnapped at the end by the the bureau of normalcy right there at the end of the episode uh and that was the whole thing now uh, this episode picks up right where it left off. They, they, they like mess with Cyborg a little bit. The, the Bureau of Normalcy is debating on whether or not, uh, they should be doing this because, uh, Cyborg's such a huge, you know, prominent figure right now. He's, he's actually really popular because he's, he's done made his, his name known, um, to, to the world, so to speak. Uh, and also, uh, he's the son of, you know, Star Labs. So that's where they get most of their funding. They're, they're really debating on whether or not they should do this, uh, they they decide to go ahead and do it because, you know, it could turn out to be more profitable. So, you know, obviously they're going to do it. <laughs> uh, so they do it. They torture him just a little bit. Not really a whole lot. Uh, but they, they keep him in this little prison cell, basically. And um, he starts glitching out more and more. Uh, while this is happening, Silas is visiting the mansion. Like, where is Cyborg? I, 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 know, I know he's here because of whatever. Uh... Uh, and he's, he tries to find out what's going on. He finds that, um, he's done, you know, removed, um, uh, grid from his system. And he's, he's talking about like, man, what, what is, go what is going on? This, this is insane. What's going on? And obviously the rest of the Doom Patrol doesn't really trust him. Uh, so they're not really telling him, but then ultimately they, they have pretty much have no choice but to get his help. Uh, so they, they team up with him and they formulate a plan to break into, uh, the, the facility that Cyborg is being held into and hopefully free him. Uh, now this episode, man, it's just so good. Uh, man, where to even, where to even start? 
Uh, so th- this show is this show in general is pretty good because for the longest because it actually just keeps surprising me no matter what no matter how, every time I think I got it every time I think I got what's gonna happen every time I think I know what's gonna happen uh, sorry I repeated that three times uh, every time I think I know what's gonna happen they do the opposite or not even the opposite they do something similar but way different than than what i was thinking they were going to do so for example you know long time listeners uh, will know that i've had the theory for a real long time that silas was going to turn out to be this big bad villain who's controlling cyborg and doing all this stuff and that the not this not last friday's episode but the friday before that kind of debunked it but it was still up in the air maybe there's you know room there uh but this episode just completely smashed that theory in into tiny little bits um uh, because uh, it turns out that it wasn't Silas. Silas really was lo- just looking out for his son. Uh, and um, it was Mr. Nobody that was just messing with him this whole time. So basically, um, C- Cyborg, while, while he's in this prison cell, he just keeps glitching out more and more and more uh, while all this stuff is going on. And the, the Bureau of Normalcy doesn't know what to do. They're just kind of watching him, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, they say something like he's been doing this for hours or something. Uh, and uh, it, it's he's being tortured because he keeps re- getting replayed, uh, you know, images and videos of, like, him killing his mother, basically. Uh, different stuff where his father was, like, setting up the, the, the nanite protocol, you know, stuff like that. Uh and he was basically tricked into thinking that his father didn't really even care about him. Um, man, it was that was insane because like when when I, as soon as I seen it, I was like, so he is not he he is that way. He isn't really that good. Uh, but then they immediately throw that out the window. Silas comes in there to save him. Uh, and jeez. Uh, <laughs> So let me talk a little bit more about their plan to like get in there uh, before I you know talk about the ending. Uh, but basically, uh, Silas is like, look, they're not going to let us in. Um, so here's the plan. We're going to go in there. We're going to pretend like we're agents and that I'm turning in the robot man and, and whatever uh, into the, the Bureau of Normalcy or whatever. Uh, and they do it, and then he, he betrays them, and it was like, oh, so Silas is a bad guy. He is a bad guy. I knew it. Uh, and then the, the, he, he's basically trading them for Cyborg. He goes to free Cyborg, um, and then we get to see, you know, the, some of the other characters getting tortured and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Robot Man gets a whole bit where he's being made fun of for not being very smart, and that his whole um, brain brain in a robot is, like, so played out. Like, they, they make a joke about how they have a toaster that does the same thing, uh, is the same thing as he is. It's just a brain in a toaster. Uh, and that really, I think that, I think that really messes with Cliff. I think that's going to have... I, I'm not going to say it's going to affect him later on in the series, but I feel like it's something that just kind of points out how um, robot he is and how, like, almost useless and pointless he, he, he is. Like, I don't know. It just seems like they're, they're poking fun at him uh, without poking fun at him. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, there's there's a big parody later where they're, they're with uh, Jane... Uh, in a room filled, you know, with everything wrapped in plastic, and she's tied to the chair, and he's threatening to, like, cut open her organs and stuff. Uh, so we get that, uh, and Larry, his negative spirit is taken out of him, um, which was in, which was insane. I really didn't see that coming. I didn't think they were going to be able to do something like that, especially this, this early on in the series, uh, but they did, uh, and he was 
he got the negative spirit removed from him. Um, something I want to point out, though, is after after it was removed from him, he was kind of, like, tortured sort of a little bit. Like, psychologically tortured more than anything. Um, but once he was freed by the others, uh, he seemed like... Because he, he really wasn't tortured that physically, really. I don't think he was tortured physically at all, actually. But after, after, after everything and he was freed, he kind of acted like he was dying almost which is which is what's supposed to happen like when the negative spirit is out of him for long enough it's supposed to literally kill him um so uh, it seems like they're kind of discovering that here where it, the negative spirit is has to be part of him now or he'll die <laughs> um but then they use the negative spirit to you know mess up all the all, all the electronics and stuff and free the rest of the the people that are in the in the whole facility which they only do because cliff is like look what about these other guys like they're, they're, they're all freaks just like us, you know, we can't just, like, you know, let, let them stay locked up, we gotta, we gotta do something, we gotta shut this, this, this stuff down, uh, so they use the negative, negative spirit to, like, mess up all the computers and stuff, and basically open all the doors, uh, they release the butts, now these butts are pretty funny, <laughs> they're pretty cool, they remind me of a book that I read a long time ago when I was in, was in, was in, uh, school, around third grade or so uh it was it was a book about when the butts the when the, the when the butts took over the world um <laughs> it sounds exactly what it sounds like basically butts are tired of um being sat on all the time so they want to replace the heads and like like make your head your butt and your butt your head is what they want to do uh apparently butts are sentient in what in whatever universe that is uh and they they conspire to take over the world and you know they get stopped eventually uh but that that, that was the book that wasn't doom patrol doom patrol uh the, the butts are these butts with arms and instead of being a butt it's like a, a really big mouth <laughs> with like uh, tons of you know teeth uh, and they go around eating some of the people that you know held them captive you know some of the the, the guards basically uh and uh, that's pretty much how that happens. They 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 all get freed because they they were playing. It turns out the twist of it was Silas wasn't a bad guy, and he was pretending to to you know trade them in so that Rita could you know hide inside of you know Robot Man kind of Trojan Horse style. And then uh, when the coast was clear, she could like get out of his you know robot body uh, and free him, and then help. And then together they can free the others. And that's exactly what they do. Uh, and that's something I want to point out too, is that um Rita. She seems like she's able to control her powers really, really, really well. Uh, ever since like the like one of the first episodes when she used her powers to go inside the donkey, it seems like she's had really good control of her powers. Uh, you know, she would she would like you know mess up every now and again where she couldn't control herself, or at least it would seem that way. Uh, and then after the episode where she used her powers to you know help that kid in um, what was the episode called? It was. Um, it was the episode where, um, I just got a notification. I always get notifications. Why do I do that? Oh, man, one of these days I'm going to learn to shut that off. Uh, anyway, whatever episode it was, it was the episode where the, you know, the, um, the, what the heck? Okay, why, why did that, that was the same notification. It just gave it to me twice. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, it was the episode with the D creator and stuff like that. And um, Rita was, you know, saving the book, and she, you know, displayed excellent use of her powers in that episode. But pretty much ever since then, she really hasn't ever had a moment when she was kind of, like, 
melting, so to speak, where she would lose her composure and then almost turn into a blob uh, and then like kind of recover herself. Ever since then, she hasn't done that. And uh, it seems like from that point on, she's had, you know, not I'm not going to say perfect control of her powers, but pretty good control of her powers. Um, I think I've touched on this before, you know, after, when I did the podcast after that episode. Um, I, I may have said something along the lines of she may have had control of her powers this entire time and we just haven't known it. And she's just kind of being a drama queen, so to speak, which is something I thought may have been the case. But I don't know. Uh, anyway, she pretty much displayed great control of her powers uh, and they worked together to break out and... Uh, while all this is happening, Cyborg is being freed by his father personally, and of course we go back to what I was saying earlier, he goes in there, he's getting all these, like, images and and videos and stuff of his father, and it seems like his father doesn't care, you know, that sort of thing, and then out of nowhere, um, his father's there, and his father's like, look, I need you to, to use this, and he gives, he's trying to give him a computer chip, and he's saying that this is grid, and it's gonna help you, you know, fix everything, uh, and he, cyborg, you know, uh, Victor. He doesn't. He doesn't believe his dad, especially after what he just seen in, in his um, in these videos and stuff that just keep appearing in his head. Um, then he, um, well, what else? Uh, <laughs> he he he's using some kind of detecting software or something, and he sees that his father is has you know deceit detected so basically it was a lie detector test that was built into him and he was seeing that his father was kind of lying to him and he was like do i do this do i not do this what 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 do i believe what do i believe uh and then ultimately uh, i think right after that he sees the the video where his father basically says look i don't care if he turns you know full robot it's the only way you know blah 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 um and that's when he goes a little bit crazy and he um punches him and starts beating the crap out of him uh and then he freaking kills him he kills his father uh and then as soon as he kills his father we see um mr nobody appear behind him and he's clapping and he's like excellent the the cyborg's origin story is now complete and it's so perfect (laughs) you know just praising uh cyborg's origin story uh and and mr nobody just explains that a lot of what he just saw was fake uh like the video about his father not really caring uh you know, uh, most likely that the deceit that he was detecting was Mr. Nobody. And, you know, Mr. Nobody basically just faked everything Cyborg just saw. Uh, and because of that, he 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 convinced Cyborg to kill his father. And that's, that was insane. Uh, and that's, that's like I was saying, this episode pretty much just completely debunked the Silas being a villain uh, theory completely. Because they kept being like, no, he's a villain. No, he's a villain. And then they were like, no... He's actually, he actually is a good guy. This is just Mr. Nobody, you know, messing with everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this episode was insane. It was really good. There's a lot of twists in there. Um, I, I, I felt myself being surprised, you know, at like every 10 minutes, every 20 minutes in this episode. I was like, man, that's, that's brilliant. I can't believe they did that. Uh, and I can't believe they did that. They killed, they made Cyborg kill his own father and that... That, to me, is an absolutely insane. Mr. Um, Nobody basically gave a pretty good warning. Like, look, this is... I told you not to come after me, and you're coming after me, so this is what happens. Uh, you know, Cyborg's pretty messed up after this, clearly. Uh, he's, you know, he's crying over his father, and then the, the rest of the Doom Patrol, you know, find him, and they're like, oh, oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here's, here's the thing, though... Um, he didn't mess up the chip that had grid in it or whatever. Whatever whatever the, was the chip that Silas was trying to give him, maybe it really didn't have grid in it. Maybe it really was something else. Um, 
but I, I'm just going to assume it's grid for now because I, I'll, I'll, pretty much I can only just believe believe Silas at this point. <laughs> uh, I, that chip wasn't destroyed or lost or anything, so I think um, Cyborg's just going to you know use it uh, in the next episode, or maybe in the next episode he's already put it in or whatever uh, and fixed himself. Uh, but this is insane. There's only like two or three more episodes left for this season. I'm actually really excited to see what's what's going to happen next. Uh, it's kind of crazy because things just keep like twisting and turning, and it's just every time I think I've figured it out, I I haven't figured it out. But uh, yeah, that's Doom Patrol. So <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, like, like I said before, I, I'm really loving all the characters. I, I, I gotta be honest with you, though, I don't really like Rita that much. I don't like her character. Um, for some reason, there's something about her that I just don't like. Uh, and, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that, because, uh, Rita, oh, she's kind of had her moments to shine. You know, she's getting some good character development here and there, because she's turning into more of a brave kind of person, and that sort of thing. But at the same time, she just I don't I don't like her that much at all. She just doesn't seem like she seems like the only character that hasn't been done good enough. Uh, all the other characters have, have been done really well, so it, it makes me wonder: uh, is next week's episode or the week the week after that is she gonna suddenly turn into a really great character? Because like I was saying earlier, every time I think I've figured something out or got my opinions on the show, uh, it just changes and either gets better or worse. <laughs> Uh, so who knows? Um, that's, that's all I'm going to talk about for Doom Patrol, but like I said, this episode is really good. Uh, it's on the DC streaming service. If you haven't had the DC streaming service, you got to get the DC streaming service, especially if you're a DC fan, uh, not sponsored or anything. Just really want to add that in there. Uh, and that's what I'm all I'm going to talk about. I'm going to move on to, uh, Cupcake and Dino now, the, the new show that I've been watching on Netflix. It's not a really a new show, but, uh, Yeah. So, Cupcake and Dino, it's a show on Netflix. Season 2 is coming out shortly, soon, uh, if it's not already out by the time that I upload this. Uh, so, Cupcake and Dino is this weird, not not weird, but it's a really fun slice of life kind of show uh, about two, uh, about a cupcake and about a dino. Their name is Cupcake and Dino. <laughs> uh, they live in their, their uncle's basement in their, in, in the uncle's store. So, the uncle owns a grocery store, uh... And they live with him, but they live in the basement of that grocery store. Uh, I, th- it's kind of confusing on whether or not the, the uncle actually lives there, uh, or if the grandmother lives there. Uh, the store's called Goodie Bag. Uh, I'm just going to give you a couple of facts out about the show. But they, they, the Cupcake and Dino, when they're not working in the store, they're working as uh, general service servicers. Uh, basically, they get phone calls, uh, and they... Maybe they maybe they're getting called to paint a fence or you know mow lawns or whatever. It's a general service kind of thing, um, and they go out and do it. And it's always something a little bit over the top. Like okay, the the first episode, I think it was the first episode. It was the first episode that I watched. Uh, they get a, a you know general service job to uh, go house sit for this guy and they go there and it turns out this house is more than capable of taking care of itself. Uh, so it's like, why, why are we here to take care of this house? Because it's this really smart house that is like incredibly, uh, intuitive and everything. It has tentacle fangs basically where it can just mop the floors, sweep the floors, whatever, uh, on its own, you know, it basically, it literally can take care of itself. Uh, and, um, there's, they're, they're, they're debating on whether or not they should stay here or go to, uh, 
a, a, a baseball game for the store, the goodie bag store is what, what the store is called. They're, they're debating on whether or not they should go uh, ahead and go out to the game or if they should just go ahead and stay here and basically do nothing. Uh, Dino pretty much just convinces Cupcake, like, look, may, maybe we're, we're not here to house it. Maybe we're here to make friends with the house. So they, they try and make friends with the house. They make friends with the house. They do that successfully, but then the house doesn't want them to leave uh, when it's time for the game. Because Cupcake and Dino are part of the baseball game. They're, they're their team members uh they're supposed to be part of it uh so when the time when the time comes for the actual game uh you know they've, they've done spent the entire day day together you know just hanging out with this house <laughs> literally just hanging out with the house uh the house decides like no you can't leave that's not what friends do uh and they end up finding a way to escape by playing hide and seek uh they escape and the house chases after them it literally chases after them it like just stands up and just chases after them uh then they end up fighting it and everything and it just it's it's over the top like it, their their general service was to be, uh, you know house set a house but then this house turns out to be sentient and it, it tries to kill them basically that's what i mean by they get a general service but it's never quite as simple as it seems uh there was another episode where um, see, sometimes it is as simple as it seems, but it, it turns into something else. So, for example, there was an episode where they were taking pictures of, you know, trees and nature and stuff, uh, but then Dino almost dies, and he gets saved by this weird mythical creature, uh, and he's totally safe, uh, but then, um... They, they debate on whether or not they should, you know, sell, sell the photos that he got of the mythical creature and then do a general service of uh, basically getting more, you know, photos of it and stuff like that. Uh, so what I mean by this show is it's pretty good. It's a pretty fun show. Uh, like I said, they get a general service and that's pretty much how the episode usually starts is they'll, they'll get a general service or maybe they're doing something and then they, they decide to help or whatever. Uh, and then it, then either that general service turns into something way more crazy than it should be, or it, it turns into something else. Uh, for example, there was another one where they got a general service job to trim hedges, but then, uh, Cupcake turns into this huge artist all of a sudden. Uh, and then the episode is about that from there on. Uh, so the structure of the show is actually pretty good. Uh, the show is really funny. Uh, it's really fun. It's a really cute show. Uh, that's kind of why I was drawn to it because like the, the promotional images and stuff of it uh, looked really fun and cute. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I watched it and I liked it. Uh, so that's pretty much all Cupcake and Dino is. Um, like, like I said, the show is pretty fun. Um, I really relate to Dino like a lot. <laughs> uh, so that's another reason why I really like the show, but there's really not much to say about Cupcake and Dino other than it's a really good show. It's the, sh it's the show that I am, um, it's the new thing of the week, pretty much, uh, that I, I watched, uh, and I liked it. So I'm just gonna, you know, recommend it to you guys. It's on Netflix. Um, so have at it, have at it uh, with that. But, uh, since this, this whole thing is pretty short, it's only like five minutes talking about Cupcake and Dino. I want to go ahead and, uh, add something to this segment, uh, where I'm just gonna, I, I really want to talk about something else that happened this week or, you know, recently. Um, as soon as my bird stops chirping, <laughs> uh, I, I, I know, I know, uh, uh, everyone knows this at this point, but the Sonic trailer, uh, it's, it, it was released and there was a big backlash on it and everything. Everyone hated it, obviously, because Sonic looks demonic. Um, I don't know why my bird is being so loud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, Sonic, he looks demonic. That's the, that's, 
it's freaky. It's weird. You know, the, the trailer's really, really awful. Uh, everyone, everyone made fun of it. Everyone made tons of memes out of it, of course, because it's the internet. That's what they do. Um, which, of course, they have every right to for something this ridiculous. But... Uh, it goes on and on and on, and then the the like the director or whoever uh, decides like, look, we're gonna we're gonna change this Sonic because what happened was a lot of fans had, you know, edited parts of the the uh, actual trailer and made it look way better, <laughs> uh, and so the director, I'm pretty sure it was the director, when the director or the creator or something, uh, maybe it was just the producer said that they're gonna change the 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 Sonic for the movie. So when you go to see the movie this no this November, which I don't know why you would go see it. Um, I'm pretty sure it comes out in November. Uh, when you go to see the movie, which I'm pretty sure you're probably not going to, which you may you may not. Uh, I won't judge. Um, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to spend money to see that. I may, maybe maybe I'll wait till it's on you know Netflix or something, and then I'll watch it there just because it's free, and it may be something like oh well, I'll give it. A, I'll just watch it just because just to pass the time. Uh, but the trailer itself seems like a really Spy Kids kind of movie. Anyway, the producer said they're going to change the design of Sonic for the movie uh and everyone as was like praising him uh but there was a few people including myself because as soon as I heard this I knew exactly what was going on I said I because my brother sent me this news via Instagram and I was like this is this is this is BS like if this is if this is real and they're actually going to change it I'm calling BS there's no way they're actually changing it uh, and he says it's real and I was like see this is what happened they had they they faked the trailer they they made a separate model, a separate demonic-looking model, f just for the trailer, just for two minutes of footage. Uh, and this other Sonic was actually the real one that they were using for the whole movie. And so what they did is they made a terrible version of Sonic so that people would talk about it and then get a tons and tons of free publicity, basically, and then be praised as heroes when they change like quote-unquote change the the design of sonic when in reality they're not actually changing the design of sonic it's the real sonic that they had the entire time uh now this is what i've been saying this is what it, after i said that after i got heard this news and, and said that i've been hearing a couple other people have been saying that uh and honestly i really hope it's true because if it's not true then that's just terrible that just shows how terrible uh wait I actually don't even know how this is possible if it's not true, <laughs> because how does this version of Sonic pass through so many eyes and so many people working on it just to be like, yeah, that's that's fine. Let's use that. That's that's going to be great. That's good. Uh, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see how that's possible. So I really think that the trailer was fake and that the model they used for that was completely fake. And that's why there's some scenes in it where the CG is absolutely trash and it looks like he's been photoshopped in um but yeah because that may have been just rushed because they may as well brush it because they want it to look awful uh because they have a, another better version that they're just going to replace with not not even replace it's already the version anyway i just wanted to talk about that real quick uh just so that i can get that off my chest because i really wanted to add that in here because i didn't realize how short the cupcake and dino bit would be uh which again cupcake and dino pretty good show I, I highly recommend it it's a really fun cute little show slice of lifestyle it's pretty fun it's pretty cool uh anyway i'm gonna move on uh i'm gonna talk about endgame now so if you haven't seen endgame yet i would just go ahead and you know skip the rest of the podcast okay so endgame i say i seen it a couple weeks ago uh and last week I, I i mentioned my feelings on it um briefly like i just mentioned my feelings i didn't give any spoilers or anything i just straight up said that it could have been better 
And today I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why I said it could be better. And I'm going to talk about, um, you know, all the reasons why it could be could be better. Uh, so starting out, the movie is, is good. I'm, I'm not saying the movie's bad. I'm saying the movie's good. And I'm saying that because it's not the greatest, it could be better. Um, it could, it could go from being good to being great, but because they, they did certain things, because they used time travel, because they immediately had so many plot holes and there was a lot of weird stuff in there that just didn't quite work, it could have been better. Now, to start off, another, another thing about it is, before, before I really talk about the movie itself, pr people pretty much got the plot of the movie instantly. One of the first theories that popped up about Endgame was that it was going to take place five years later. Uh, they were going to use time travel um, with you know, using Ant-Man. They were going to use time travel and go back in time. And then Thanos was going to get, you know, uh, figure this out somehow. And then Thanos was going to chase them back to the present or fight them in the past. Uh, and then they were going to fight over the, the Infinity Stones either in the past or in the present. And then ultimately he was going to be defeated. Uh, and now everyone pretty much guessed that that was going to happen. Um, and that's exactly what happened. That was the plot of the movie. They, they, um, the, the like the first scene which is it's like a little stinger it's actually really good and this is something that i predicted personally uh where um hawkeye was training not not even necessarily training uh but he was helping his daughter practice with bow and arrow uh and he high fives her and then like two seconds later she turns to ash uh and dust and just disappears because she was wiped out of existence now this is exactly what i predicted in my video i, I uploaded it to youtube I, I i did a big prediction when the the trailer you know when the trailer released, I mentioned how uh, that scene is most likely real and that she's probably going to, you know, vanish as soon as he high fives her, which I was technically wrong, but I was super right about it because like two seconds after he high fives her, she's, she's gone. Um, so that was one of my predictions right off the bat, like literally the first scene I got right. Um, and that kind that kind I, I was really excited about that, but at the same time, I was really excited about it because I thought that uh, I was going to get a lot of predictions right, and then it turned out I got a few right, but ultimately the movie, we used time travel, which I didn't predict would happen because I didn't think the Russo brothers would use time travel to fix their problems, which is just a cop-out for everything that happened. You know, time travel is only ever used as a cop-out. Now, you can hate me for saying all of this stuff because I'm basically criticizing the heck out of Endgame. Um... But go ahead and hate me or do whatever you want to do to me. Um, but I'm just telling what I what I feel about it. And the fact that they use time travel hurt this movie severely. Now, I don't care that it's about to beat Avatar as the most, you know, um, the earning the most money ever as a movie or whatever. I know it's about to beat Avatar or whatever, but the movie it isn't the best movie. It, it could have been better because they use time travel and time travel is a cop out. That's that's the reason that's. You don't use time travel. As soon as they introduced time travel, it was there was an immediate plot hole. I was like, okay, so they can just try an infinite amount of times. And then they, they go back and say, oh, we can't do this that many times. We can't use this this many times. Uh, wait, let me, let me backtrack because I, I just like blank, blanked out. Um, they, they, as soon as they, they introduced time travel, I was like, there's an immediate plot hole. Okay, they can just try an infinite number of times. The the Doctor Strange thing where there's only like one possibility where they win is completely bogus because they can basically go back in time as many times as they want uh, and just 
infinitely retry. Now, what happened is, so what happened is they end up using time travel and um, they, they, they explain why they can't do it an infinite number of times. Ant-Man gives them the, the like the weird uh, red sauce. I'm just going to call it red sauce because <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, so he, he says that they can only use this red sauce like three times, once for a, a test run, once for uh, going back in time, and once for going you know back to the present. Um, and uh, as soon as they said that, I was like, wait, what? Why? Why? Can't they just get more of that? And then, and then they, they explained that they can't. They only have a limited supply of it because the guy that created it was Snap, which of course we, we all know who that is. That was the, the scientist that was always helping Ant-Man or whatever. Um, but then the plot hole was immediately like, okay, so why don't they just go back to a point where that guy was alive and just have him make them more or just steal some of his. And so that's what I said immediately. That's what, that's what I was saying in my head watching this in theaters. I was like... So why don't they just go back in time and get more of that? So they have infinite number of tries. Uh, for some reason, none of them thought of it. Uh, uh, so fa fast forward halfway through the movie, and um, Iron Man and Captain America, a couple of people really not not Captain America, but Iron Man and a couple of people really mess up on getting their stones uh, because they go back in time to collect the Infinity Stones so they can bring them to the present and then use it to snap everyone back into existence and then use that to defeat Thanos, basically, and then just send the stones back. So halfway through the movie, they re a couple of people realize they messed up on getting the stones. So um, uh, Tony goes to Captain America, he's like, I know where we can get more. I know how I know I can get more. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to this exact date. He gives them an exact date. They go back in time. They collect two or three more of those uh, red sauces, <laughs> uh, red secret time sauce. Uh, and then it's like, okay, so they did think of that. They just for some reason, didn't just immediately do that, so they would have an infinite number of tries. I don't know why that happened, but whatever. Um, so they, they try to fix their plot hole, but the plot hole shouldn't have ever even existed in the first place. And this is exactly what happens as soon as you introduce time travel. Plot holes start popping up, problems start occurring, all kinds of issues. Now, they did try and fix another issue where they were like, okay, whatever you do in the past doesn't matter for, the, for now, because uh, a bunch of word sauce, basically. <laughs> Um, so they basically say whatever you do in the past doesn't really matter because it's not going to change the present. Um, when they go back in time and they get the stones, the, 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 they're told that, look, once these stones are removed, another universe is created, basically. And this is the universe where uh, a lot of bad things can happen. So uh, Bruce Banner or Professor Hulk, because he turns into Professor Hulk in this movie, which I'm going to talk about that in a minute because I was a little bit disappointed about how they went about that. Um, he's told that that when they take these stones, they're basically messing up that timeline's future and they're basically just creating another universe. So uh, Professor Hulk is like, okay, so once we get these stones, let's just return them back to the instant they were stolen and everything will be normal. So that's what they do. Uh, and that's what they, that's that's literally what they try and do. Uh, so at the end of the movie, they, they go Captain America is sent back to you know return the stones. Uh, anyway, so like like I was saying, Professor Hulk is in this movie. They did him they they didn't do him wrong, but they did they did him kind of bad um, because I'm not gonna say bad either. Uh, they just kind of was like flat out okay he's Professor Hulk now. That's that's just how it is. And then he just like tells them how he's Professor Hulk and stuff. And it's just like, it kind of sucks because a lot of people that are Professor Hulk fans, a lot of people that like Professor Hulk or were expecting him to be in this movie, were expecting uh, and hoping to see 
um, him actually tr turn into it, like actually have him either working on it, like creating the serum to turn him into it, or like I was saying, one of my theories was that P Professor Hulk was going to come about because Hulk and uh, Banner was going to talk to each other basically and be like, look, this is the best possible way for us to coexist is to be one and the same. And then it was going to be like a, mutually agree a mutual agreement kind of thing where they bas basically just merge uh, once they agree to be together. Uh, sort of <laughs> that was my theory and that was what i really wanted to happen it didn't happen so i'm not disappointed that that's not what happened i'm just disappointed that it was like hey we need we need someone with a bigger brain and then and then it's just like they go to professor hulk and it's i don't know it's kind of weird um so this after after the um the like after the stinger at the beginning it's like five years later uh everyone's talking about how you know everything's messed up because government's basically collapsed there's no way to fix everything uh because everyone's gone like not everyone's gone but half the population is gone uh so it's hard to like fix everything uh but anyway uh like I, like i've been saying time travel is just it just doesn't work it sucks it's terrible that they use this to fix it because there's lots of other ways they could have fixed it they i i, I honestly I, I i hate saying this but i think that they weren't creative enough with this movie because there was stuff that me and my brother and a couple of other people that I've, I've thought of that was, I'm not going to say better, but better than time travel <laughs> uh, because time travel is just, it sucks. And, you know, I had two, you know, worries going into this movie. One, they were going to use Captain Marvel to just basically fix everything and which would have sucked because this character who was just introduced would have fixed everything which is just poor writing uh luckily they didn't do that uh and she was actually used pretty well um like really well in this movie uh and then they they the other regret the other worry was they're going to use time travel to fix everything because it's been a theory ever since they they were talking about Endgame. is like okay they're going to use time travel to fix everything they're going to go back in time that was the theory that remained that way the whole time there was there's moments where i was like they're not going to use time travel that's just a whole fake thing that they're kind of hinting at so that we think that's what it is and we go to see the movie and we're actually impressed and surprised turns out no they're just actually that dumb and they use time travel to fix everything okay i'm not going to say dumb but Still, they used time travel. They didn't use the Captain Marvel cop-out. They used the time travel cop-out. And I hate that. I hate that they did that. It sucks. Uh, the movie's still good, but it sucked that they did that. Um, if, because they did that, it feels like most of the movie was just um, callbacks and, like, a, a recap of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. It, honestly, that's kind of what it feels like, that the movie mostly is playing on people's nostalgia and uh, love of the Marvel Universe. Pretty sure that's... Honestly, that's why the movie is so good. Uh, that's why the movie is doing so good. Is because it's this big grand finale. Uh, everyone uh, is is big fans of this, obviously. Uh, and there's a lot of nostalgia and um, you know callbacks and stuff like that to the rest of the MCU uh, so far. Like recapping it basically, and people love that. Honestly, I think that's why the movie is doing as good as it's doing. Uh, because honestly, and again, this is my opinion, but Infinity War. Uh, Avengers Infinity War was far better than Avengers Endgame and it's kind of sad to say that because Endgame was supposed to be the finale uh it was supposed to be bigger and better than Infinity War and literally as we were coming out of Infinity War I remember talking about how how are they going to fix this problem how are they going to how are they going to like reverse the snap are they going to reverse the snap uh how are they going to top this movie uh what's going to happen with Thanos, what's going to happen with everyone now, because, you know, Tony was left behind on that planet or whatever, um, so what's going to happen with everyone, and, um, 
how are they going to top it? And then they top it with time travel. <laughs> like, honestly, that is the worst thing ever. Now, I'm going to talk about some of the theories that I had. And you can find them on YouTube because I, I uploaded some predictions on there. Uh, a long time ago, the Russo brothers confirmed that there are civilizations within the quantum realm. And what I was thinking was going to happen was the quantum realm was going to reveal to be hell. It was going to have hell inside it, which is the dimension where when you die or whatever, you you, you go to hell, basically. It's hell with one L. Uh, Thor has talked about it before in, in you know some of his movies. Uh, so we know it's a place. We know it exists. Um, my theory was that Ant-Man, since he was in Quantum Realm, when the snap happened, he was saved from the snap. Uh, and that he was going to, you know, wander around in this in this place. And then when we seen all the, the like, all the things glow in the um, the Quantum Realm at the end of his movie, you know, the, the after credits of his movie. Uh, th- my theory was that that was actually the people entering the Quantum Realm, you know, because they, they were killed. Uh, and they were going into hell. And he was going to discover what happened. Um through those people either he was going to discover what happened to those people or he was going to be really really concerned because these people don't know how they died uh they don't know what's going on even the people that were snapped and knew what was going on they were just going to lose their memory or something so uh my theory was that that, was, that maybe that's going to happen he's going to try and find a way to get out since he already has a suit he can get out they find a way to do it maybe they use the same rat thing that they use in the movie but uh back then i didn't know they were going to do that uh i was just thinking maybe he's going to find his scientist and they were going to build something and since he's the only one with the suit and the only one that can do this, he's sent back. Uh, and then it's like maybe five years later if they really want to do a time skip. And then he warns the others. He, he doesn't warn the others, but he tells them like uh, what he asks them what's going on. They tell him what's going on. He goes, no, they're, they're in the quantum realm. And then um, they, they work together to build a machine, go in the quantum realm and save people. But then Thanos is like, OK, so half the population was just brought back. I can't let that happen. I'm going to go to Earth and fix this or not even go to Earth. And he just snaps his fingers again. And then uh, the Avengers realize that the only way that this is going to work is if they get the Infinity Gauntlet first. So they go after Thanos. They bring Thanos to the Quantum Realm. Half his stones are useless now. And they, they team up to defeat him. They defeat him. That He's either lost forever in the, the Quantum Realm or, or something. He's just defeated. <laughs> that was my theory for what was going to happen is that they were going to bring everyone back via the quantum realm because it was going to be revealed to be hell. And something else I said was that maybe there's some entities or some creatures or something, some kind of guardians or something in hell that try and prevent people from leaving hell. So like when he's doing this, uh, when, when Ant-Man is doing this or when the Avengers are doing this, they're fought they're They have to fight off these creatures and stuff to free people basically. Um, so that, that was my prediction for it. And honestly, I think it would have worked out just a little bit better because there was no cop out. They didn't just like, Oh, um, time travel. Let's just reverse time and just go back in time and fix everything. Now then you can say that technically quantum realm hell thing is kind of a cop out, but ultimately the way that I I'm saying it would be done is not really a cop out. Because what they're doing is they're trying to do it, but every time they do it, it doesn't work because Thanos can just redo the snap. Now, see, that was another thing that I was a little bit surprised by. That was actually the only thing I was surprised by um, in the movie just about was that Thanos destroyed the Infinity Gauntlet. and the, the, Not the Infinity Gauntlet. He destroyed the stones uh, himself, and that's why they go back in time. Because they, they, they visit Thanos at his farm and just completely kill him, like, instantly. Um... I was a little bit disappointed by that because I knew for sure they were going to use time travel from that point. I was like, this movie could have been better. I, I knew immediately that the movie was going to, could have been better because they, I knew they were going to have to do time travel because at that point, that's literally the only thing they can do unless somehow the infinity stones are recovered or rebuilt by Tony somehow. Um, 
another thing that I predicted that I got right in this movie was that Tony was going to get the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, what I was really hoping, not necessarily hoping for, but what I was thinking would happen is that he would get the Infinity Gauntlet. He would fix everything. You know, he would snap and fix everything. Uh, but what I was thinking might happen after that is that now that the day is saved, everyone's debating on whether what they should do with the Infinity Gauntlet. And Tony says that, look, I, I, I've said before that I see a suit of armor around the world. Now with this, I see a suit of armor around the whole universe. So why protect, um, you know, people here and there when I can protect the whole universe all at once? Uh, and he basically goes power hungry a little bit. And then they, they, either the rest of Avengers fight him and either kill him in the process. Or maybe he realizes that he's outmatched and he's like, yeah, this is stupid. And he takes off the Infinity Gauntlet and just kind of throws it on the ground. Um, that was that was two like theories that I had for how it was going to happen. And I, I wasn't right, but I was right in the sense that Tony gets the Infinity Gauntlet and is the, and is the one to basically save the day with the snap. Um, I, I, did, I, I, knew, I knew what was going to happen is he was either going to be killed somehow or he was going to be sent off or disappear. Like, like I said, maybe he gets the Infinity Gauntlet and he was just going to use it to, to leave because he knows he's outmatched and he can't do anything against them. So he's just like, I'm outmatched. I'm not going to fight you. What's the point in fighting you? So he just leaves. Um, that was my theory. I like, honestly, I'm not going to say I could have done it better, but I, I couldn't have done it better. I, I'm pretty sure I couldn't have, but I think, you know, using this as a base, the Russo brothers could have worked to make it a little bit better than the movie already is. Um, as long as they didn't use time travel, if they'd used anything other than time travel, they didn't necessarily have to use the quantum realm hell thing, the quantum hell theory. Uh, they they could have done just about anything because there's a couple of other theories. I, don't, I really don't want to get into all of them, but there was a couple of other ideas that were out there about how they were going to finish off, you know, this whole thing and, you know, save the day. Um, <clears throat> but they didn't use any of them. They used time travel and time travel was just, it's such a weak, it's such a weak thing. It sucks. It's, it's not, a, it's not a good, um, it, it's just not good. <laughs> time travel is just, is never good. There's so many plot holes. I just don't really like time travel in stories. Now I do, I do like Back to the Future, but that's a completely different movie because they don't use time travel to fix all their problems. Time travel mess is the problem with that movie like the, the, they use time travel and then there's a problem that they have to fix using time travel so that's like a whole different thing they didn't avengers didn't like go back in time and mess everything up and then have to go back in time and fix whatever they messed up that's back to the future is totally different now I, I, that being said it's possible to do time travel well but avengers in game just did not do it well and it could have been better. The whole movie could have been better. Now, that being said, the movie's really, really good, especially the last hour. I want to say it's the last hour. It's about when um, Professor Hulk re reverses the snap and then Thanos is immediately there and just fights them. From there on, it's pretty good. But at the same time, there's a lot of moments where it's like, oh, I guarantee you uh, Captain America is about to lift that hammer and then Captain America lifts the hammer. Uh, or there's stuff like... Um, Thanos summons the rest of his army, and it's like, oh, that's not a big deal, because, like, two seconds later, I know for a fact um, Doctor Strange is about to show up with, you know, the rest of the, the army for them, and, like, a minute later, that's exactly what happens. Um, just stuff like that. There's a lot of moments where it's like, 
I know this is about to happen or it's going to happen later. Uh, and then that actually happens. There's The movie is actually predictable as you watch it. Now, me and my brother kind of talked about that a little bit. And we're not sure if it's just because of how familiar we are with Marvel uh, or how familiar we are with just movies and stories in general. Um, but it may just be a special case with us where we're just really good at predicting things uh, because we did we did get a handful of things about the movie uh, right so before the movie even came out. So uh, anyway, I think that's all I want to talk about for Endgame. I know I know that you probably hate me now because I'm kind of criticizing this movie like severely. But honestly, the reason why I'm doing this is because uh, the movie is it's it's really good, but it could be really really great and. They use time travel. I can't believe they use time travel. It just sucks that they use time travel. I still hate that. Uh, but I had high expectations going into this movie. Um, my my hype for this movie was out off the roof. I was literally like in in line to get in the theater. I was like covering my ears, making sure no one would like spoil it for me as I was going in. Um, I was like literally basically jumping in my seat uh, when certain things were happening. Like when I got the the um, the, the the opening scene right I was jumping in my seat because I was excited because I thought that uh, a lot of my predictions were going to come true and some of them did but not the ones that I really really wanted to happen uh like not use time travel uh anyway there's the movie was a lot of fun to watch uh there's a lot of moments where I was like man I can't believe they did that that sucks why would they do that instead of this or this or this or literally anything else uh but yeah the movie's good. It could be great. It could be even better. But they use time travel, and because of that, it's just it's not as good as Infinity War. Infinity War was much better. Everyone got a moment to shine. Um, there's some things that a lot of people have been saying. Uh, um, stuff like they didn't. A lot, some people didn't like what they did with Thor, which I kind of agree with, but at the same time, not. Uh, some people don't like what they did with Professor Hulk, um, which again I kind of agree with, but not completely because, like I said, I just like that he's in the movie. Um, I really wanted it to be like, oh, it's a mutual agreement. I wanted to see his his transformation into Professor Hulk. Um, just different stuff like that. Uh, there are a few other criticisms out there, and I. Uh, I, I gotta say, I agree, I, like, half agree with pretty much all of them, but anyway, uh, that's it, that's, that's gonna conclude, um, this segment, this, this whole podcast, let's do my outro in this, uh, so, that's it for the podcast, that's it for the No podcast, uh, I will see you next Monday, uh, and hopefully you don't kill me before then, because I'm bashing on Endgame, I swear, I love Endgame, I just, it could have been better, uh, anyway, that's gonna do it for the podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all of those wonderful things, uh, and I have a book, An Incomplete Guide to the Multiverse, you can find it on Amazon.com, I have a website, uh, where you can find all of my work, including, uh, games, lore, books, all kinds of really cool art all different random things short stories everything uh and that is denny ball hub i will link it in the description of this podcast but uh y'all enjoy see see you next monday